Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haprasit would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. Let me preach the message today, continue from two Sundays ago regarding great grace. Let us pray. Father, we thank you so much for teaching us the truth in the Bible. Lord, we love your word. We enjoy. We are hungry for the word. And we want to learn more every day. We want to grow. We want to become more like you. And we want to experience everything you say in the Bible, Lord. We thank you so much, Lord, for your Holy Spirit, who is our teacher. We thank you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Acts chapter 4, verse 33, the Bible says, And with great power, the apostles gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And great grace was upon them all. The great grace of God was on every believer in the book of Acts. And I believe that this scripture also belongs to us. We are still in the era of the church. And we can expect great grace to be upon our life. And when we have great grace, we're going to see healings and miracles and provision and all kinds of things that God has for us because of the grace of God. We don't deserve it, but by His grace, we can have victory. We have learned many, many lessons already how to increase the grace in our life. Definitely, it's God's original idea to give us more grace because He's a kind and gracious God. Our Heavenly Father is a good God. He wants to give more to us. He loves His children. But it's not only His part. We need to do our part as well to be qualified to receive the grace of God, more grace of God or more favor of God. We have learned about the life of Esther and the life of Daniel. I'd like to review a little bit the life of Joseph today. I love the story of Joseph. I'd like to review just a little bit because last time I mentioned about Joseph. In Genesis chapter 39, verses 2 to 4, the Lord was with Joseph. Everyone say, the Lord is with you remember the Bible talk about grace. The favor of God is the tangible presence of God upon person. If you have more of the presence of God, you have more grace. In that time, Joseph had the presence of God upon his life. The Lord was with him. And he was a successful man. Another version say he was a prosperous man. You need to understand that he was a slave in the house of Potiphar. But the Bible called him a prosperous and successful man. And he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. His master saw that. Wow, the master even noticed something. He saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord made all he did to prosper in his hand. Joseph was prosperous not because he was a smart guy or because he was good-looking, but because the Lord's presence was with him. The grace and the favor of God was upon him. So 
Joseph found favor. When you find favor with God, you also find favor with people around you because the Lord will incline the heart of people to like you and to support you. Joseph found favor in his sight and served him, and he made him overseer of his house, and all that he had he put under his authority. You can see here that no matter what part of town you live in, no matter what background you have, no matter what situation you are in, no matter what skin color, education, or gender you have, it doesn't matter. The favor and the grace of God, the presence of God, can lift you up and can bless you and prosper you and make your life successful in any situation. Everyone say in any situation. Joseph was a slave, but he was successful because the presence of God was with him, and he did not have a bad attitude. He was keeping keeping the good attitude all this time. The grace of God prospered him, lift him up in the circumstance. Let's look at verse five. The Bible says, "So it was from the time that he had made him overseer of his house, and all that he had, the Lord blessed the Egyptian house for Joseph's sake, and the blessing of the Lord was on all that he had in the house and in the field." Wow. If the unbelieving boss know that you are a believer who have the strong anointing and the grace of God upon your life, they like to hire you. If they know the truth in the Bible, because wherever you go, wherever situation you are in, whatever situation, if you have the grace and the favor of God upon you, it will not only prosper you, but it will prosper everything around you. That company will be blessed. Your boss will be blessed as well. You need to understand that Potiphar was not a believer. He did not believe in Jehovah. He was a sun worshipper. He worshipped rivers and crocodiles, but he was blessed because Joseph was in his house, and the grace and the favor of God was upon him. So every business that Joseph touched, it became successful. Verse six, the Bible say, thus. He left all that he had in Joseph's hand. Everyone say all, not just ten percent, not just part of it, but all the business of that household, everything, the bank account, the herds, the field, everything in his household was put in the hand of Joseph, and he did not know what he had except for the bread which he ate. Now Joseph was handsome in form and appearance. Let me ask you a question: Will you give everything or turn everything over to a man or a woman if you don't trust him or her? Will you? You will turn everything over to a person when you know that that person is faithful and trustworthy. Joseph was a trustworthy and faithful man. So one of the key, you know, we have learned many keys of how to increase the grace of God upon our life. One key is humility. Another key is look to God, not look to man, or faith. We need to walk by faith, uh, like Esther and Joseph and Daniel. But Joseph was having one character. He was a faithful man. When his boss gave him a project, he got it done 
faithfully. He was trustworthy, and that project blossomed. The boss looked at him. Hmm. I give him another project. I give him another task. When he got another task, it blossomed again. It was prosperous again. The boss kept looking. I give you the herd. The herd multiply. I give you the field. The field. The crops become more abundant. Did Potiphar buy Joseph to be a slave in order to run the whole business of his household? No, he bought Joseph to cut the firewood, to do the labor work, to tend the flock, to do all the labor work for him. But only in a short period of time, his net worth or his asset multiplied ten times, twenty times. After a short period, because Joseph was there and prosper his belonging and property, Joseph was a faithful man. You know, if you want more grace from God, you need to be faithful in little things. Our God is big on stewardship. If you are not faithful in little things, He cannot give you more grace, more favor, and more anointing. But if you faithful like Joseph. He will give you more and more and more because he watch your faithfulness and trustworthiness. Genesis chapter thirty-nine, verses seven to nine. Again, how Joseph was so faithful and trustworthy. And it came to pass after these things that his master's wife cast longing eyes on Joseph, and she said, "Lie with me." But he refused and said to his master's wife. Look, my master does not know what is with me in the house, and he had committed all that he has to my hand. There is no one greater in this house than I. Nor has he kept back anything for me but you. So, in other words, Potiphar gave all the authority in his house to Joseph to take care of all the bank account. All the investment, all the herds, all the field, everything under the hand of Joseph, except one thing he could not touch: his wife. But you, because you are his wife, how then can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? Wow! Joseph was so faithful to his boss. He was so loyal, faithful, and trustworthy. He would not cheat his boss with the money. Or property, or material, or even his wife. He did not touch Potiphar's wife. But what happened? Potiphar's wife lied, lied to the husband that Joseph tried to rape her. And unfortunately, after serving for many years and multiplies his asset, Potiphar listened to the wife, not to Joseph. Potiphar threw Joseph into the dungeon. Into the deepest and darkest hole, and he was thinking, "Let that man die. I would not want to see him anymore. Let him die there. I forget about him and move on with my life." Joseph now was in the worst condition. He was a slave, but by the grace and the favor and the presence of God in his life, he became number two in the house. Even though he was faithful, he was. Pushed into jail, and what happened? Genesis chapter thirty-nine, verses twenty to twenty-three. Then Joseph's master took him and put him into the prison, 
a place where the king's prisoner were confined, and he was there in the prison. But the Lord was with Joseph. I want to tell you one thing. Between having a nice diamond ring and I have the presence of God, I rather have the presence of God. If I have to choose, but I can have both. I know Pastor Da would like to have the presence of God, but if she can have a diamond ring, she can have both. But if we can choose one or the other, I choose the presence of God. Amen. If we choose between rep- reputation and the presence of God, we choose the presence of God. The Lord was with Joseph. You know why? When you have the presence of God, you have everything. Everything else will come. The Lord was with Joseph again in that worst situation, and show him mercy, and he gave him favor. Everyone say favor. In the sight of the keeper of the prison, and the keeper of the prison committed to Joseph's hand all the prisoners who were in the prison. Whatever they did there, it was his doing. The keeper of the prison did not look into anything that was under Joseph's authority, because the Lord was with him, not because Joseph was handsome and smart or high educated, because the Lord. The reason. Was the favor of God was upon his life, and whatever he did, the Lord make it prosper. Wow! Joseph was in a bad situation as a slave. He got into the worst situation. He was surrounded by bad people, criminals, and hardened people who offended the Pharaoh. He was in the deepest and darkest place of his life. But one thing that he had. The presence and the favor of God, the keeper, the head of the the keeper of the prisoner, of of the prison, look at him, and start to think. Hmm, this guy look different. He asked the prisoner around, "Who is this guy who just came into the prison? Oh, he tried to rape the boss wife. The news went out that way. But Joseph had the favor." Only a short period of time, he was number two in the prison again. He ran all the business in that prison. Before that, maybe the prison have a lot of problem. After he picked up the business, everything went smoothly. It's the best business running of all time to the point that the keeper of the prison just care about what is on his table to eat. He did not care anymore about the business of the prison because Joseph had the favor of God in his life. Amen. How many people like to live that way? Everywhere you go, you have the favor of God upon you. Amen. One of the things that enable Joseph to be able to receive more grace from God is that he kept his attitude right all this time. Everyone say attitude. Everyone point to your own heart. Attitude. Attitude, right? Can you imagine your own blood brothers sold you to be a slave? They did not want to see you anymore. They wanted you to die. They hurt the feeling of your parents, and they wanted to get rid of you. Would you say what's wrong? I have I done toward you? You have ruined my life. Oh God, you are not fair. How many people will complain? 
Not only that, he served the boss for a few years. He ran the business for the boss. He tripled or quadrupled his net worth. He was so faithful and trustworthy. But one day, the boss threw him in jail. After working so hard, faithfully for many years for the boss, did Joseph complain? Did Joseph become hardened in his heart? Did Joseph have resentment and bitterness in his heart? You never heard one time in the Bible that Joseph complained against God and complained against anybody. In other words, even though he was a slave, but he did not let the slavery get into him. Even though he was put in the dungeon, but he never let the dungeon get in him at all. He kept his heart pure and right. He avoided bitterness and resentment. He kept being thankful, keep being faithful, because he knew that the answer of his life is not about the boss, Potiphar, or the keeper of the prison, but the answer of his life is the presence of God. He wanted to keep the presence of God and the favor of God by keeping his attitude right, being faithful, walking in faith, being trustworthy. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 15. Looking carefully, lest anyone fall short of the grace of God. Lest any root of bitterness springing up cause trouble. And by this may become defiled. In Amplified Bible, the Bible says, Exercise foresight and be on the watch to look after one another to see that no one falls back form and fails to secure God's grace. What do you do to fall back and to miss the grace of God? In order that no root of resentment, rancor, bitterness, or hatred shoots forth and causes trouble and bitter torment, and the many become contaminated and defiled by it. My dear brother and sister, this world is full of sinners. People may treat you unfairly, but the key is don't let bitterness rise up. No matter what other people do to you, they may stab your back, they may talk bad about you, they may treat you unfairly. Just keep your heart right. Don't allow bitterness to come in. Watch your heart. Don't allow the grudge or the unforgiveness to make you lose your joy, lose your peace, but you keep believing that God is on your side. You believe that God's grace is upon you. You don't have to worry about anything. He can get you out of the circumstance and lift you up in those negative circumstances. Whenever you st- keep bitterness in your heart, it means you lose your faith. You start to focus on the negative and you say, oh, my life is ruined now. My life is over. Oh, they don't do this for me. They do this to me. My life is in miserable condition now. I have no hope. I have no future anymore. When you keep your bitterness, your eyes are not on the Lord. But when your eyes are on the Lord, you say, I don't care what they did to me. God is still great. God still helped me in all circumstances. I'm going to keep my faith in the Lord. I'm going to keep my heart right and stay faithful in what God tell me to do. 
whatever God put you to do, wherever you're supposed to be, you're faithful there. Whatever you're supposed to be doing, you're faithful to be doing that, even little, little thing. Everyone say, faithful. No bitterness. You're faithful in, let me repeat one more time, you're faithful in wherever you're supposed to be. Joseph did not like to be a slave. Joseph did not want to be in jail, in the prison, in the dungeon. But that was what he was supposed to be in by the purpose of God to set the children of Israel free in Egypt. That's how God led him into the throne room of Pharaoh. Joseph was a slave, but he did not let the slavery get into him. He kept his faith. He kept his faithfulness. He kept his heart right. And one day, two of the Pharaoh officers came into jail. And he noticed that, that these guys were depressed. Look at what he said in Genesis chapter 40, verse 7. So he asked Pharaoh officer who were with him in the custody of his Lord's house, saying, Why do you look so sad today? Let me ask you this question. If you are depressed and sad and bitter, will you care about other people's sadness? No. Hey, is your problem? I have my own problem. I'm going to keep dealing with my own problem. Joseph was not sad. Joseph was still joyful. Joseph was still in faith. And he looked at these two guys. They were so sad. So he came to them and said, What happened to you? What can I do? Can I pray for you? I will pray that God will help you. He was so high spiritually in the prison. He was still high. He was still a lot of faith. And he wanted to pray for people who look sad in the prison. I believe that those two officers would have thought that, Oh, my life is ruined now. We're going to be executed in a few days. We get into trouble now. But Joseph said, No, no, no. I have my hope. My hope is in God. He, his presence is with me. He's going to prosper me again. Look at Psalm 105, verses 17 to 19. He sent a man before them, before the children of Israel, Joseph, who was sold as a slave. They hurt his feet with fetters. He was laid in irons until the time that his word came to pass. The word of the Lord tested him. When Joseph was a young boy, he got the word from the Lord in the dreams that one day he would be a ruler in the kingdom. The prophetic words came to him, but God tested his heart. He was sold as a slave. He was rejected by his brothers. Then he was lied by his boss wife. He was thrown in jail. He was in the worst place of his life, but he kept his heart right. He passed all the tests in his life. Eventually, the time comes. Can you imagine one day, somebody knock on the door of the prison? Who is Joseph? Come out here. We need to wash you up. Get you dressed. Pharaoh wanted to see you. In one day, being a prisoner, he was standing in front of the king 
of the biggest and most powerful empire of the world in that generation. And by the grace of God, by the favor of God, he interpreted the dream with God's wisdom. Not only interpreted the dream, but he also gave the solution how to fix the problem to the Pharaoh. Within a few minutes, Pharaoh put the ring on his finger and he became number two man in that biggest, most powerful empire of that generation. One day, his life changed by the grace of God. He passed the test. My dear brother and sister in this room, some of you may be mad at your pastor that he did not let you do this and he did, never let you do that and you get mad and you quit and you just throw in a towel. Hey, stay faithful. God is testing you. Whether you're going to be faithful or not. God is trusting your trustworthiness and faithfulness. Joseph kept his faithfulness and only in one day he came out from the place of no rights the place of no influence, the place of total obscurity. And he came into the position of running a great nation. And that is the manifestation of the favor and the grace of God. You may come from an unknown place yourself. You may come from the place of no influence come from the backside of the mountain of the unknown place that no one knows you, no one cares about you, no one knows your address, no one even cares to talk to you. But if you do the right thing, the way that Esther, Daniel, and Joseph did, the favor of God will come upon you. You quit begging people, demanding, pushing people, manipulating people, you keep looking to God, not looking to man. You stay humble. Don't force people. Don't tell people what to do. You are kind to people and keep your faith and being faithful in little things you do. Even though you come from the backside of the mountain and no one knows your name, no one knows your address, but God knows your address. And God looked from heaven and say, I like that person. I'm going to give you the grace and the favor. And in one day, he can move you from the place of total obscurity into the place of national influence like Ruth, like Esther, like Joseph and Daniel. Daniel was a captive boy in another country, but he became the prime minister. Esther was just a person in the obscurity, but Esther became the queen of the nation. Amen? Are we worshiping the same God? So some of you look so excited. <laughs> really? <laughs> you know, when you have faith, you get excited. When I studied this scripture, I, I ran to pastor that was getting ready to come to church. I read the scripture and I ran to the room and said, ah, the scripture is so good. I'm so excited. Because have faith in what the Bible says. Amen? Amen? We need to stop manipulating. Stop pushing people around. Amen? Look to God. 
<laughs> Another person in the Bible that I enjoy learning about her history is Ruth. Naomi was a Jewish woman who married a man, and then because of the famine, Naomi and her husband moved to the land of Moab with two sons. While they were in the land of Moab, the two sons married a woman, Ruth and Oprah. A few years later, the husband of Naomi died, and both sons died. This is a sad story. In that generation, if you have no men in the house or in the family, it's a disaster. All men die. At that time, Naomi heard that the land of Israel become prosperous more now. So she wanted to move back. The two daughter-in-laws who are Moabites, young Moabites women, wanted to follow her. But Naomi realized that she has nothing to offer to them. She had no money, no asset, no house, no future. Naomi told both daughter-in-laws that, why don't you just go back to your daddy home? Go back there. You may find another man. You can remarry, have another husband. If I remarry now and get pregnant even today, you would not wait for my son to grow up to be a young man to marry you. And I don't want to force my son to marry you either because you're going to get older. That's what she tried to say in the book of Ruth. Not only that, Naomi say, I'm too old now anyway to remarry. So you guys go back to stay with your parents. Ruth chapter 1 verse 14. Then they lifted up their voices and wept again. And Opah kissed her mother-in-law. But Ruth clung to her. Verses 15 to 22. She said, look, your sister-in-law has gone back to her people and to her gods. Return after your sister-in-law. But, everyone say but. Ruth said, Entreat me not to leave you or to turn back from following after you for wherever you go, I will go. We talk about faithfulness, loyalty, and trustworthy. And whatever you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people and your God, my God. Where you die, I will die and there will I be buried. The Lord do so to me, and more also, if anything but death parts you and me. Well, this lady was loyal and faithful. When she saw that she was determined to go with her, she stopped speaking to her. Now the two of them went until they came to Bethlehem. Bethlehem was the original hometown of Naomi's husband. And it happened when they had come to Bethlehem that all the city was excited because of them. And the women said, Is this Naomi? But she said to them, Do not call me Naomi, call me Mara. For the Almighty had dealt very bitterly with me. I went out full, and the Lord has brought me home again empty. Why do you call me Naomi, since the Lord has testified against me, and the Almighty has afflicted me? So Naomi returned, and Ruth the Moabites, her daughter-in-law, with her. You need to understand, Ruth was not a Jew. She was a Gentile. She did not have the right of the Jews. But she plucked into 
the faith with God with Jehovah through her marriage. Who returned from the country of Moab? Now they came to Bethlehem at the beginning of the barley harvest. After you read this scripture, I want to encourage you one thing. You will make a big mistake if you wait for somebody to come to encourage you to be faithful, to not quit, and to stay on the course that God tells you to do. You cannot depend on people to encourage you, to hold your hand. Oh, just keep going, keep doing this. You will make a big mistake. You need to understand that Naomi was so discouraged, was bitter. She did not encourage her daughter-in-law to go to worship Jehovah in her hometown. She said, bye-bye, go back to your old gods. She did not encourage her at all. So the lesson we learn from Ruth is we need to settle in our mind if we want the grace of God. Settle it for all, once for all, that I'm going to be faithful and trustworthy all the days of my life, no matter how many people quit, no matter what people say, I'm going to stand in faithfulness and do it to the end. Your God is my God. Your people are my people. This is the reality of life, all of us. The Lord is going to bring us divine connection. The Lord will join us to certain people, certain group of men or women, certain ministry, certain churches. And you cannot wait for people to encourage you to be faithful to that divine appointment or divine significant joinings. I believe that some of you in this church because God joined you here. And the question is, if it's this from God, are you faithful to the end? You do know why we need to be faithful, why we need to be determined and settled in our heart because in this life, we're going to face so many things that are going to cause us to give up, to quit, such as people offend you, your pastor offend you, people may say bad things and wrong things to you, pride in your heart they don't let me do this I'm so good at this but they don't allow me to do this your pride rise up quit back off bye bye you don't stay faithful you don't stay connected to the divine connection that God has for you amen Amen. Naomi and Ruth were totally broke they had nothing they had no prospect they had no money they had no future but Ruth was a hard-working woman. Everyone say hard-working. She noticed that her mother-in-law was very poor and needy. She said, okay, allow me to go in the field and walk behind a harvester or reaper and pick up a grain here and a grain there. Because in that generation, God told the children of Israel to leave some grain behind for the poor people to pick up so that they can have food to eat. Ruth joined in with Naomi, and she was so humble. You need to understand that she was in the sun all day long, on her knees and on her hands, picked up all day long the seed here, the grain here, the grain there. She did not go and ask for a title of being a manager. She was picking up grains behind the reaper. And in that generation, to be in the field like that, was very dangerous because some men may rape you, may take advantage of you. 
but she was willing to be faithful, committed, and loyal to her mother-in-law. That she would work hard all day long to pick up grains to feed her family. If you want to have more grace from God, you cannot be picky and be prideful. You need to be humble, willing to do lowly job, and you need to work hard. Ruth is was faithful. Ruth worked hard, and Ruth was very humble. She was willing to do lowly job. She was not proud at all. And what happened in Ruth chapter two, verses one to ten? I love this story. I learned so much about Ruth's life. There was a relative of Naomi's husband, a man of great wealth and of a family of Alimelech. His name was Boaz. You know the end of the story. Boaz was the ancestor of the Lord Jesus Christ. He was a rich man, and eventually he married Ruth, the Gentile woman. Boaz gave favor to Ruth. So Ruth and the Moabite said to Naomi, "Please let me go to the field and glean heads of grain after him, in whose sight I may find favor." She was looking for the favor of God, grace of God, and she said to her, "Go, my daughter." Then she left and went and gleaned in the field after the reapers, and she happened to come to the part of the field belonging to Boaz, who was of the family of Alimelech. Now behold. Boaz came from Bethlehem and said to the reapers, "The Lord be with you." And they answered him, "The Lord bless you." Then Boaz said to his servant who was in charge of the reapers, "Whose young woman is this?" So the servant who was in charge of the reapers answered and said, "It is the young Moabite woman who came back with Naomi from the country of Moab." And she said, "Please let me glean and gather after the reapers among the sheaves." So she came and has continued from morning until now. She worked hard all day long in the sun, though she rested a little in the house. Then Boaz said to Ruth, "You will listen, my daughter. He is much older than her. Will you not?" Do not go to glean in another field, nor go from here, but stay close to my young women. In other words, he showed grace to her. You don't have to go to other field because it was dangerous. Other men may abuse you. Just stay close to my young women. No abuse here. Let your eyes be on the field which they reap, and go after them. Have I not commanded the young men not to touch you? He even commanded. The male servant, not to touch her, not to torture her or abuse her. And when you are thirsty, go to the vessel and drink from what the young men have drawn. So she fell. Look at how humble she is. She fell on her face. Some people ask me, why this church like to fall down on the ground when we lay hand? It's about humility. You fell on your face. Bow down to the ground and said to him, "Why have I found favor in your eyes, that you should take notice of me, since I am a foreigner?" Wow. She came from obscurity. She's nobody. She was totally broke, foreigner, alien. But because she was humble, working hard, and faithful. To her mother-in-law, 
Boaz heard this woman did not leave her mother-in-law. She was so faithful to her family. She stuck with the mother-in-law, and she came out to work so hard all day long. The favor of God was upon her, and the favor of God worked in his heart to help this woman. She even told the reaper, "Hey, when you reap the harvest, please leave a handful of grain behind you, and let her pick them up." She started from picking up one grain here, one grain there, and eventually she picked up handful of grain because they left for her on purpose to let her have a lot of grains to go back home. Wow, is that the favor of God? Was it the grace of God? Ruth two verse eleven, and Boaz answered and said to her, "It has been fully reported to me, all that you have done." For your mother-in-law, your faithfulness to your mother-in-law since the death of your husband, and how you have left your father and your mother and the land of your birth, and have come to a people whom you did not even know before. Everyone say faithfulness. Everyone say loyalty. Wow. Boaz noticed her faithfulness. You should be faithful if you want to get more grace from God. Don't blame anybody. Keep doing what God called you to do. Keep doing what you are supposed to do, and God will show up for you with His grace and His favor. You can go from total obscurity into the place of influence. It happened to Daniel. It happened to Joseph. It happened to Esther, and it happened to Ruth. Do you think that I'm going to conclude here? Do you think that there were many widows in the time of the Old Testament? Do you think that there are many, many sad stories like Naomi and Ruth story that husband died in the Old Testament? I believe so. But why those people their name were not recorded in the Bible? Why was Ruth's name recorded in the Bible? She was one of the widow too, who lost everything, lost money, lost husband, everything, because she had the grace of God, because she was so faithful, loyal, and she was doing exactly what God wanted her to do, even on her knee and on her hand on the ground to pick up a grain diligently every single day, faithfully. Got the job done, feeding her family. Amen. Let me read this scripture and end the sermon. Proverbs chapter three, verses three to six. Let love and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Then you will win favor and a good name in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him. You know that your success doesn't come from your smartness or your greatness, but it comes from Him. It by the grace of God, and He will make your path straight. NLT say, "Never let loyalty and kindness leave you. Tie them around your neck as a reminder. Write them deep." Within your heart, TLB say, 
Never tired of loyalty and kindness. Hold these virtues tightly. Write them deep within your heart. If you want favor with both God and man, and a reputation for good judgment and common sense. How many people want God's favor? How many people want the favor for man? What is the character that you should have? Faithfulness, kindness, humility, faith in God, trust God, loyalty, loyal to people that you are connected with by divine appointment. I want to encourage all the single mom and all the widow in this room. God has Boaz for Ruth. God has Boaz for you too. He's a God for provision. Boaz can be a man. And Boaz can be something else. God's provision. If you are a woman of faithfulness, integrity, loyalty, and a woman of faith. Amen? Amen. I love the story of Ruth. It brings hope to a lot of women in the world. Nothing is too hard for God. Amen? Amen. From now on, let us work hard. Let us become humble to do whatever God called us to do, even sweeping the floor. Stay faithful in what God called us to do. Stay faithful in wherever God put us to be in. Be humble. Look to God, not look to man. Don't demand. Don't put pressure. Let God work everything for you. Amen? Amen? And you can experience the grace and the favor of God in your life. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, for teaching us very important lesson of life. Help your people who listen to this teaching or watching this teaching to become humble like Ruth, hardworking, loyal, faithful. And we will experience the favor of God and the favor of man, Lord. Oh, Lord, we worship the same God that Ruth and Joseph and Daniel worship. We believe you are not having any prejudice against anybody. You are fair. You treat us, all of us, the same way you treat them, Lord. We may have different callings and destiny, but your favor is for us as well. If we are faithful and humble and walk by faith. Thank you, Father, for this lesson. We love your word, Lord. Every time we want to give up or quit, may your Holy Spirit Help us to stay faithful. Help us to keep the heart right like Joseph. That we will not blame anybody. We will not hold grudges and bitterness against anybody. We will pass all the tests. The word of God tests us, Lord. Until one day, we can come out from obscurity into the place of influence. We thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We trust that this message is ministered to you. 
If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.com. I'm so thirsty. Still, 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 still